Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, officially with power again. I got it back, finally, midnight last night. Lost it at about 5 a.m. on Friday. So uh, no weekend episodes for you because the um, the studio here, the home studio, uh, couldn't work, didn't function. I thought about going live from a coffee shop that I was hanging out and getting some work done at this weekend. And uh, chose not to because I didn't want to disturb the two other people that were uh, were in there. But anyway, I got power back. It's all good. Uh, appreciate the uh, the linemen that have been working their tails off all weekend long to try to get it back. Uh, it was brutally hot. Couldn't find fans anywhere. Couldn't find ice anywhere. Had to throw out the entire fridge. Uh, had to spend over $220 to replace it all. Because again, I, I put what I could in coolers, but... Couldn't get out anyway. It was a whole ordeal. Didn't have power uh, Friday morning until late. Well, I guess early this morning. It was around midnight uh, Sunday night, and uh, so no weekend episodes. Uh, thank alignment. Those dudes work really hard, uh, and their hands were tied on a lot of things apparently, and it, it was just a mess. And and half of the metro area's power was out at some point, and there's still a lot of people without it today. So be thinking about them because it's been been hot and. and a lot of people have it more difficult than me. I just found a place for my son to go and got some fans, some handheld fans that I could use for the dogs to keep them cool here at the house. And and he was all good. The dogs were all good. I'm fine. Not that you cared. But anyway, that's why you're just now hearing from me on Monday instead of getting a, a weekend episode like you usually do. Because I had no power. And uh, again, I thought about going live from a coffee shop that I was hanging out at, getting some work done. But Chose not to. I didn't want to bother anybody. So here we are on this Monday, restarting, uh, refreshing, getting ready for a, a new week, getting ever so closer to football season. We're about a month away, I think four weeks away from SEC media days. And, uh, and then the kickoff will be here before you know it. So there's a lot to talk about today, but we are going to focus in on recruiting because what a wild and successful, a wildly successful Weekend it was for uh, Ole Miss football recruiting. We're going to focus on two guys, though, for, for two different reasons. One is just a very unique and a very interesting circumstance, a player reclassifying two grades, moving up two grades, although his age is not what most people think it is. He's not like a 15-year-old about to enroll in college. It's, it's not like that. But still, reclassifying two grades to fill up the quarterback room even more. So there's a lot to talk about there. And then some contention with the other one. People are hot about uh, a commitment that Ole Miss got because they expected they. um, He was expected to go somewhere else, and then he visited Ole Miss and then has decided uh, to commit to Ole Miss, and tempers are flaring. And my question is, why? Is everybody new to recruiting? We'll talk about both of those things right here on this edition of the Rebel Report. Please subscribe, if you have not already, to the podcast. I know some of you listen on the website and browser, but pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. And follow me on social media at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can find me there and connect with me there. So we'll start with the point of contention. Travaris Banks, 
is a defensive back from Tuscaloosa. He's a big defensive back. He's listed, and I know how recruiting profiles are, uh, at 6'2", 193, playing defensive back uh, at Hillcrest there in Tuscaloosa. I, I don't think uh, he has an Alabama offer, but uh, doesn't mean he's not a great player. What a luxury Alabama has, right, to have a guy in their own backyard. The, the number seven player in the state, he's 125 nationally. Yeah, I'm looking at rivals at the moment. Uh, Four-star Number 11, defensive back in the country. Uh, a quality, quality pickup and, and a quality player. And he has committed to Ole Miss. And that just continues a, a recent run of high, high, high quality defensive pickups that Ole Miss has gotten so far in this class. This is a very good defensive class for Ole Miss right now. Uh, they have got... At least, again, according to rivals, I know other services have them listed with more. But they've got three four-star defensive players at the moment, two on the defensive line, and then another defensive back. And other services have uh, even more. So, so far, uh, portal recruiting under Pete Golding has gone really, really well, especially on the defensive line since his arrival at Ole Miss. And high school recruiting is going extremely well for Pete Golding since his arrival at Ole Miss. And I know I've said this to you guys before. I also said it on Twitter over the weekend, but it bears repeating. There were people um, that for some reason believed that Nick Saban kept on his staff for five years a bad recruiter. There were people, not many Ole Miss fans and media people, I guess, but there were people that truly thought that Pete Golding was only good at recruiting because he was at Alabama. Because Nick Saban famously keeps average or below average recruiters on his staff for five years. Like the, the logic was always so faulty and, and so ridiculous. And now he comes to Ole Miss and you're seeing they're getting uh, high commodity portal defensive players and they're getting high commodity uh, high school players as well. It's almost like a really high quality recruiter with a pedigree of putting players in the NFL in a good system, uh, can recruit well at a different SEC school. Imagine that. Anyway, so so Pete Golding has yet to coach a game at Ole Miss. I, I understand that. But so far, when it comes to recruiting and the inroads and, and the relationships and all that stuff, it, it seems like, Pete Golding, uh, you're getting a return on that investment so far. Uh, but what makes this interesting is – beyond just the fact that Ole Miss got a four-star defensive back commitment. That is a big deal in and of itself. You guys know kind of how I feel about recruiting, though. I don't keep up with prospect and prospect. Like, I don't know all their names, and I don't follow the top ten lists and all that. This era has – I never really did anyway, but this era has kind of soured that for me because the player mobility is just insane. I mean, Ole Miss signed a player in, in December, and he transferred in – April. Uh, and so, and, and that's not unique to Ole Miss. I mean, that, that's a thing that's going on everywhere. Player movement is such that getting excited about recruiting is kind of, it, it always needs to come with a caveat, right? Like, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't get excited about recruiting. Recruiting is clearly going positively under Pete Golding, and that does matter. But the, the context or, or the caveat needs to be that in this era, it's, you know, until they show up, and even if they do show up, it's it's just hard to get super excited because fewer guys are seeing their commitments and seeing the 
three or four year career at the same school through. There's just fewer of them. But still, it's uh, it's a good pickup and a big deal. What what makes this so interesting though is is the reaction uh, that you saw. Uh, because everybody in their brother that is involved with Mississippi State expected him to go uh, to Mississippi State. I even saw that, well, if he doesn't go to state, then he lied to a lot of people and, and stuff like that. And, uh, I, you know, this is how recruiting has always been, always. This, the favorite to go to one school, but changes his mind and goes to another school after a visit is not new to the NIL era. That has always been recruiting, but especially when a player is not committed to a school, when he's not even committed to a school and he's taking visits elsewhere, being the quote unquote favorite means literally nothing. And you saw this, this meltdown of, I mean, the kid's still taking visits and the, the the reaction to this is a liar or a troll, and it's like, or it's a high school kid that changed his mind because high school kids change their minds all the time. I changed what I wanted to do or my mind on my career path three times. I changed where I wanted to go to college three times. I mean, I wanted to do the PGM program, looked into that, decided eh, it's not for me. So I eliminated a couple of schools there. Then I want I wanted to do Print journalism and, well, Michael, print's dead. Well, okay, well, I'll do public relations. No, no, you can do broadcasting. Just get out of – I mean, I was a high school kid. High school kids change their mind all the time. They change their mind on what music they like. They change their mind on girlfriends. They change their mind on what college they want to go to. They change their mind on what their hobbies are. I mean, it, just this idea that this kid is a troll or a liar because he had an idea of where he wanted to go to college – but then he took a visit and was like, wait, I want to go there. And, and people were like, oh, my gosh. Like, I the, the reaction was bizarre to me. If you cover recruiting, that thing happening should not surprise anybody. It shouldn't surprise anybody if it happens to Ole Miss. If a guy, if if people are calling Ole Miss the quote unquote favorite, but he's not committed and he hasn't signed anything and he's taking visits, guess what? There's a chance he's going somewhere else. And it should not surprise you if he goes somewhere else. The fact that people were surprised, like emotional about a player who was not committed, but even if he was committed, taking a visit, enjoying the visit, and changing his mind about where he wanted to go to school, uh, th- then you shouldn't follow recruiting if emotionally you can't handle that. And there was a lot of that over the weekend. Just bizarre. I, I mean, you you lose recruiting battles sometimes. Kids take visits and they like the other place better. That is how it happens in recruiting. And, <laughs> I mean, you win some, you lose some in recruiting, and you lose this one, and, and so what? Uh, but but the labels that that a high school kid got because he changed his mind is just emotional and bizarre, and it's this is how recruiting is. It's how it's always been. If a player hasn't signed anything, then he's still fair game. And if a player's taking a visit to somewhere else, and then he goes chooses to commit to that somewhere else, you shouldn't be surprised. You shouldn't because that's how recruiting is. These are high school kids. It's bizarre. The whole reaction to it was bizarre. You guys don't. I mean, 
it doesn't affect you. You you guys are are fine with with the the end result, but um, yeah, contentious uh, is is the state of Mississippi right now in recruiting. Um, I, I don't mean to be condescending, but if if you are emotionally invested in this way on where a high school kid goes to college in this way, then you got to look in the mirror. But anyway, that that's, that's advice for people that are not you. Um, this is recruiting. Welcome to recruiting. Kids change their mind. They go on visits. They like where they go. And in the era where players can get paid, Sometimes they make their, and I don't know about this case. I have no idea. I always put that qualifier on these. I don't know if in this individual case, money drove the decision. But guess what? If money did drive this decision, welcome to today's college football. Money drives decisions. Money drives coach decisions. Money drives assistant coach decisions. Money drives recruiting. Money drives everything. Welcome to college sports. But anyway, so yeah. And get this pick up, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, this new era has made recruiting uh, less uh, exciting or impactful, but so far Pete Golding has done an exceptional job um, since he's gotten to Ole Miss uh, with building relationships and recruiting. It's undeniable. It is absolutely undeniable. And here is another example. We'll see if it sticks. We'll see if it goes through. If he continues to take visits, uh, then maybe it doesn't. And don't be surprised if that changes if he keeps taking visits because that's how recruiting works. This podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website. If you're in the market for office technology, you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, uh, so anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, and anything in between, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority, especially with loan decision-making and servicing. That stood out to me when I used and made the switch to Priority One Bank was uh, securing a, a loan and how much better that went than with my previous bank. Uh, so Priority One Bank, again, 16 locations. You sit down with somebody face-to-face, discuss loans, and of course they have everything you need in online banking. It's a one-stop shop. You don't need multiple apps to do what you need. You just need an internet connection. Priority One Bank, making you their priority. The other fascinating recruiting thing that happened with uh, Ole Miss over the weekend was Austin Simmons, a quarterback that was committed to Florida, and you want to talk about meltdowns, my friends, go check out a Florida message board if you want to have some fun uh, reading some of that. Um, it's, yeah, um, yeah. Whew. They are uh, hot with Billy Napier. What they really should be hot with is their NIL collective, but that's a conversation for a different day. Austin Simmons, a 2025 quarterback, has flipped his commitment from Florida to Ole Miss. He's also a high-quality baseball player, by the way. He's a lefty, and uh, he is a high-quality baseball player. Uh, Already throws in the 90s from the left side. 
um, got multiple pitches, will help Ole Miss baseball. I, I assume that he's going to play baseball at Ole Miss. Uh, Mike Bianco will take a pitcher like this if uh, if, if he's going to play both. I think he is. Um, yeah, and uh, he can really play and really pitch, and he'll help the baseball team. But as you guys have seen and heard by now, I'm sure, is what's, what's interesting about him is he's a 2025 prospect that is reclassified from 2025 to 2023. He's got an incredibly high GPA. He is on a 5-0 scale, not a 4-0 scale, but still. Um, he is a brilliant student who has knocked out a ton of college credits. He is older than 2025 commits, so again, he's not like 15 or whatever. I think he's about to turn 18 um, or close to turning 18 if not already. So he's a little bit older for for his grade, and, and so that created a bit of a unique situation here anyway. But uh, apparently a, a bright, bright, like brilliant young man who is also a super talent at quarterback and baseball uh, from the left side. Moorhaven, Florida is where he's from. He did take a visit to Ole Miss, and apparently he loved it. And now he's joining the team. So you've got four quarterbacks, count them, four quarterbacks for 2023 for Ole Miss in this room. And there was a lot of conversation nationally and even within, within Ole Miss people like, why why did Lane Kiffin do this? Why would he reclassify? Why do they need four quarterbacks? And while this situation is unique, I mean, there's no denying it, there is um, – a, a bizarre dynamic with Spencer Sanders with his one year of eligibility and Jackson Dart. And by the way, Simmons gave a quote where he called Jackson Dart the starter and said he's going to go pro after this year. Is that what the coaches are telling him? Maybe. I mean, especially a kid that appears to be as bright as this one, he probably is just not pulling that out of his rear end. Maybe that's actually coming somewhere. So if you're looking for an anecdote into the quarterback deal, uh, the guy that just committed to Old Miss said that Jackson Dart is going to be the starting quarterback, and he's also planning on going to the draft after this year. Does that mean anything? Probably not, but if you're looking for something, read into that what you will. But yeah, it's a unique circumstance. Ole Miss brought in Spencer Sanders, even though they had an incumbent starter. They bring in Walker Howard, and he got promised some things when they brought him in, and now they bring in another quarterback who has with a redshirt year, five years, if he wants it, at Ole Miss. And and people are wondering, why? Why is Lane doing this? Because I think it's really that simple. Um, the Sanders thing aside, which I, I've told you guys my feelings on that, I don't think it's as deep as people are making it out to be. I think Sanders didn't have the options that you would expect a guy of his caliber to have, and I think his recruitment to Ole Miss was pretty easy. Now, that doesn't explain how much money he's getting from the collective, that doesn't add up, but if what I've heard is right, and I'm pretty confident in what I've heard, he didn't really have as many options as you would think he would. So the recruitment wasn't as difficult. And if you can bring somebody like that on without having to spend, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get him in, then maybe they just found it worth it. That makes sense. But because this is the player movement era, isn't it really that simple? The, the the age of recruiting one quarterback every year and he's just waiting his turn for three years before he gets to go finally, you know, play in the second half of the bowl game and everybody gets all excited in the offseason because you finally saw that quarterback protege come on in and now it doesn't work like that. I mean, Walker Howard transferred from LSU to Ole Miss to slightly improve 
his situation. It, it hadn't really changed much for him. There's quarterback movement going on everywhere. Cal's starting quarterback was the backup at TCU. He was going to end up being the starter at TCU, but he didn't want to wait, so he transfers to Cal. And quarterbacks are moving all over the place in college football. And this idea that you can just have two quarterbacks and then not expect one to leave at some point is not being proactive. Maybe it's as simple as, I mean, Spencer Sanders has one year of eligibility left. Just one. He's gone after this year regardless. Gone. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he starts. Doesn't matter if he never plays a snap. He's gone. Out. Jackson Dart, if this new commitment is correct, he could go to the NFL after this year. I, I don't know. We'll see how much improving he's made. If he has improved a lot, he could go. Or he could transfer. If he loses his job and Spencer Sanders takes the job, they could sour on Ole Miss and he could graduate and then leave. In the player movement era, you can't expect to keep all of your quarterbacks. Nobody's able to keep all of your quarterbacks. It's a position where one guy plays at a time and there's going to be competitions and after competitions, there are hurt feelings and guys usually don't just stay around anymore. Maybe it's really that simple. Is Sanders is gone? Maybe Kiffin expects Dart gone after the, this year, and suddenly you're down to two quarterbacks, and, and you hope that you can also bring in one in the 2024 recruiting class, and then one of those guys is going to eventually leave, and you just it, there's a cycle in and a cycle out of basically every position in college football, especially quarterbacks. Alabama just did it. Notre Dame lost their starting quarterback or really forced their starting quarterback out because they brought Sam Hartman in. Alabama has two guys that were waiting, but guess what? He's not good enough, so they bring in Buckner, and now one of these two guys is going to leave for sure after this season, probably both. And so Alabama's going to be in this situation. I don't think people have caught up yet to the the modern college football. Maybe it's because they, they don't want to like see it and understand it, or I, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but people haven't caught up to it yet. I think Ole Miss is being proactive because guys are going to leave. And if you have a backup quarterback, a starter and a backup, and that's all you have, if, if it was just Jackson Dart and Walker Howard, and let's just pretend for a second that Dart would come back for 2024, are, are you confident that Walker Howard's going to stick around? I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. And so you have to account for things like that. You have to account for player movement. You always have to be ready for that. Um, and that includes the quarterback position because you, then you can get stuck and, and frankly, kind of screwed. So incumbent starters are leaving. Michigan state lost their quarterback to Auburn of all places. I, so you can't just count on one, or you can't even really just count on two anymore. Maybe it's really that simple. Or maybe Lane Kiffin's a psychopath. I don't know. Uh, but interesting player. Um, really nice pickup. And um, we'll see what the quarterback room looks like this time next year. <laughs> a lot is going to change between now and then. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Power's back, so the podcast is back, and I'll talk to you guys again soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.